If I exceed with the five or ten minutes, you will uh, allow me. And I want to start with a story of a lady who is called Pedro. It was once chilly Sunday morning, and uh, Betty had waken up early because her boyfriend had promised her a surprise. He was to take her to this picnic site that was his favorite. They had been dating for almost a year, although the man had never declared his intentions. And so, Betty was quite optimistic. She did not know what Alex had in mind. And so she woke up very early, prepared herself. She had just seen his campus, by the grace of God, secured a job in a banking, uh, in the banking industry. And she was looking forward to an exciting life. And especially with the prospects, distant prospects of being married to Alex. And so she went by the side of the road. Alex was not driving, but uh, he had promised her that uh, he'll get a car for that particular day. And so she stood uh, by the bus stop waiting for Alex to come. Very optimistic and really looking forward to what was coming ahead. Then all of a sudden, a BXD could just stopped. And it was tinted black, so she could not see inside. And out of the car stepped out some men, and they went to where Betty was. And one of them was holding something that appeared like a gun. And they forced her to get into the car. Betty got into the car because she could not even shout. It was an early morning, there were no people. And so she found herself heads between three bulky men. And she was there. She could see two in front. And she could tell there were others behind because literally she got into the car. They blindfolded her. She did not know what they would do to her or what was going on. But she was into that vehicle. And of course, a lot of fear, a lot of tears, crying, because she did not know what was all this about. The only thing she could remember is a threat. If you dare scream, you will die in this time. And so she was there with a lot of fear, not knowing what to expect. She did not know whether this is the very moment that will end her life. And of course, she had a lot of thoughts. I just secured a job. Thought about the parents. What do they feel? Losing me at such an early age when they have dedicated a lot of their effort and time and resources in educating me. So she continued, optimistic that maybe it may end well, but prepared just in case the worst happened. She could hear the people crying because she was very uh, At some point, for an hour, she felt that the people has gone off road and they started driving in this dark road. And she did not know where they were headed to or even where they were. Then she could hear them talking. Do my see happen? Uh, do we finish with her here? And of course she was trying to pray. Please, please don't harm me. Please don't harm me. She was there, not knowing what will happen to her at that particular moment. And then at some point, the vehicle stopped. And uh, she was dragged out. The other man left. And she was there, just casting her by the fire. 
could hear something of the sort. Bring her by the fire. She was crying, you know, she could not scream because she did not know what to do. And then at some point, of course, they removed the blindfold. And what she saw, it left her shocked. She did not know how to react. Do I cry or what do I do? Because she found their boyfriend, Alex, kneeling with a diamond ring and making that proposal. Will you marry me? In the middle of a place. I know it's a scary story, but let me tell you, if you are a believer walking with God, many times that is how it feels. God will drag you to the edge, not knowing what to expect. But somehow, He always ends supply season. And maybe Psalm 66 from verse 10. I, I have come to love this scripture because I think it describes what I would call the journey of a believer. And this was uh, David who wrote this psalm. And this is what he was saying from verse uh, 8 of Psalm 66. Praise our God, all peoples. Let the sound of his praise be heard. He has preserved our lives and kept our feet from sleeping. For you, O oh God, tested us. You refined us like silver. You brought us into prison and laid burdens on our backs. You let people lie over our heads. We went through the fire and water. But you brought us to a place of abundance. I will come to your temple with burnt offerings and fulfill my vows to you. Vows! My lips promised and my mouth spoke when I was in trouble. That was the psalmist. He is trying to describe his experience of walking with God. And he said, but you were all tested us. You forced us to go through a lot of problems, through a lot of challenges. You even made people walk on our path. We actually got we are done and we are finished. When we were waiting, we found that you brought us to a place of abundance. We could not understand what you were doing. The experience was painful, just like Betty. You don't know what to do. You are expecting to be killed, only to find the person who you are waiting at the bus stop is actually the one who organized all this. And they are there kneeling down. Will you marry me? You don't even know how to respond. Especially after all the anguish and the challenge that you have gone through. Allow me to say, and especially for our brothers, or maybe sisters, who have given their life to the Lord Jesus Christ, and you thought that they were to their very smooth life. Many times, Psalm 66 from us then describes the experience of a believer. You go through challenges, you go through problems, you actually don't know what the outcome will be. But I like how he ends it. But you brought us into a place of abundance. Praise the Lord. That the end of it all is not what we imagine. It is not what we thought. The story had a good ending. And so we're going to look at this topic of the Lord has a plan. And uh, I want to remind us that there are people we have in the industry who are called the trouble agents. I don't know how many of us have ever interacted either at the family level or even at the school level with a trouble agent. And those are people that you have out there 
whose responsibility is to organize a trip for you. I have had the privilege of going out of the country. And so what they will do is that they will take your details to the place where you are going. We had an opportunity to go with our brother, David, to Dubai uh, a while back and we were using a travel agent. Actually, when we were going to Dubai, there is nobody that we knew. So we arrived in Dubai with our fathers and we found this man who was holding a placard with our names. Wow. And we were wondering, how come somebody knows us here in Dubai? We don't understand, we do not understand that the trouble is that they already given our, our name. And so somebody was expecting us there. Oh, we boarded the van. It was a beautiful bit there. And we were driven into this hotel, which actually was in the near part of our next. We were there. Look to ourselves for us. And during our stay there every day, a man would come telling us, today, you are supposed to go here. You are supposed to be there. Allow me to say that beyond the travel agent, God is the best travel agent that we shall ever have. That is what I want to say. There is nothing that will ever happen in your life that you will take God by surprise. He knows it and he understands it even to the minute detail. He understands everything about your life. And that is what we learn from the book of Jeremiah chapter 1 from verse 4 and 5. God tell Jeremiah that the word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I, had, I ordained you a prophet to the nations. God is telling Jeremiah, there is nothing that is happening in your life that is taking me by surprise. You are not an accident. Maybe you are the child of a single mother like me. And you, you are there, you know you are an accident. Eh? Maybe because your mom caught you when you were in school, when you went to school or something happened. And you try to ask teachers about your dad, they don't want to explain. And people tell you, you are, you are an accident. No. Let me tell you that you are not an accident. You are in God's Can you imagine from all those periods 
It is not the one that is successful. And that one that is successful, it's you. You are conceived when the odds were against you. You over a million. I don't know whether you can even do such an equation. But let me tell you, here you are. A winner from the one God. God is shining you a winner because you are a product of a plan, not a product of an accident. Praise the Lord. If you have ever doubted yourself, I want you to know that you are a miracle. I'm talking about you of a million survivors. And yet, God gave you an opportunity. And here you are, feeling yourself useless, thinking that God has not have a plan or a purpose for you. The devil is a liar. God created you for a purpose. And that is what we read in the book of Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good work, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in him. That is Paul reminding the Ephesians that we are his workmanship. In other words, God collected us. It was not an accident. You, don't, you did not just happen by chance. You are not an accident. You are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus. Not for any kind of work or good work. In other words, there is something that God created you to do. God was not in the crisis. What did I do with Moses? What did I do with, what did I do with Paul or with Peter when you were born? No. God knew there is this assignment I need done. And so what I am going to do, after the millions of spams, I will choose Moses. Or I will choose Paul or Peter because he is the one who can do it. There is some good work that God created you for. There is a purpose for which God created you for. You are not an accident, my brother and my, and my sister. Praise the Lord. Yes, you are orchestrated of God. You will never be an accident. Odds were against you from the word God, but let me tell you, you still won. And form force. And I have a son in form four, and I'm talking to you. Form force. I know there are so many odds that you may be afraid of when you look at the future. Some of us, we have our brothers and our sisters who finished ahead of us. And they're still at home in your honor in front. What future is there if my brother and my sister are still here? Maybe some of them will think they were in what I would call. I don't need to say that God knew that your potential will be in Karai Secondary School, not Alliance Boys. If you went to Alliance Boys, you'd have been a failure. But God knew that for you to succeed, He has to bring you to Karai Secondary School. So I want you first of all to admit that you are where God wanted you to be. Praise the Lord. And your plan will never have been complete if God never brought you to this world. That is what I want you to know. And let me tell you, you are wondering, God, what does the future, what, what does the future hold it for me? When I was finishing for four, I was programmed by my mother. I took my child as oh, a single mother, but she was not even there to take care of me. I was programmed by my grandmother, my maternal grandmother, the mother of my mother. She's the one who brought me. And I came, and that family was for Regama. So when I'm finishing Form 4, I am there wondering, God, where am I going? Because I did not even have a home to go to. I'm the kind of people who would, during school, when they are closed, I would ask whether there, there is some work I can do in school so that I don't go home. Because I did not have a home to go to. And I was wondering, God, what does the future hold for me? 
and the family hostilities that are there. Musikuja huku, eh? There are people who would stay like that. And remember when I finished from God, thank God, because God had already prepared a platform for me. My pastor then decided to take me and stay with him. So at least I had a place to go. If there was a case that you would have pitted, it is the hospital because you did not even know where he is going. But let me tell you, I fell into the hands of a loving God. Yes, God who has a purpose and a plan for you. And unfortunately for many of us, we have the things about life in the face of our mother, our father, and our siblings. Beyond your parents, beyond your siblings, there is a God. There is a God. And let me tell you that he's always willing to take hold of you if only you can trust him. If only you can trust your life to him. He is willing to direct you. Because you are not an accident. God has a plan. I was taken by my pastor, stayed with him for a while. He got a job for me in a place called Vika in Devil Water. So yeah, by the grace of God, before I went to the university, I was still, I was working. In the university, I did not know how I survived, but I got organizations like hell. My fees were paid, I remember one year, 1998. I was in uh, the third year. Yes, I was in the third year in the university. The third year, no, I was in the second year. Second year in the university. And I remember, unfortunately, I did not get to the road. And I still remember this guy we met somewhere in the city center. Charles, what are you going to do? Why? Because I checked your name in the list of those people who have gotten help, and you're not there. I still remember the response. My father knew know what he will do. That's what I told him. My father knew what he will do. Because I did not know even what to do. In 1998, I would have been one of my best years. Although it is the year my grandmother died, I have been lied to that I have died in the complex that happened in Nairobi. I still remember God's compassionate hand coming through for me. And not for me that year. Israel was celebrating 50 years of independence. And they organized a contest. And I was the best student when it came to CRI in high school. And so I participated in that contest. And the whole country, I imagine number one. And they gave me a sponsored trip to Israel for 10 days. And let me tell you, it did not just come without something. So my fees were paid and my expenses were taken care of. Because there is a God who has a plan. Praise the Lord. There is a God who has a plan. God never created us to be independent. He created us to depend on Him. He is the one who takes care of us. You don't have to figure how He will do it. But He does it. And let me tell you the way He does it. It is perfect. And he does it in the best way possible. I am an example of somebody that God has taken care of. Somebody who looked at life hopelessly. But God gave me home. I don't know where you are in the or You are wondering which home am I going to? What is the future holding for me? God has a plan. Amen. God has a plan. That is the encouragement I can give. That he has already gone ahead of you. You are not a child of faith. But one of destiny, and God has a clear plan for you. From the beginning, you are not an accident, and even to the end of your life, you will not be an accident. 
I'm the man of the story of Jacob. And we all know Jacob very well. The son of Isaac. And he had a big brother called who? Esau. Thank you. He had a big brother called Esau. And of course, the family was not uh, all that uh, functional. They had their own family fights. And Jacob had learned how to survive. And so he, he cheated his brother on the back like the northern. And remember the word to him. By the way, at the age of 40, Esau was already married with the children and several wives. But Jacob did not have a son. And that's the time they were trying to cheat. And uh, they were lying to the father so that Jacob took the battle. And it reached a point where Esau made a vow. I'm going to kill Jacob. Jacob was running away to Ammon because Esau was threatening to kill him. And so when he was leaving home, and I'm not talking about going to the Akarai, to Kikuyu, those, those are times you would go long distances. Eh? We, we are not talking of here to Bogoto or here to Kikuyu. We are talking about like from here, you are traveling all the way to Nyeri. Those are long distances. So he was leaving the door to go to the unknown. I'm not too sure because of the distance that they had made those streets with the pallets there before. But here he was, all alone in the wilderness. Actually, the scripture says, far away from the comfort of his father and mother, from, far away from the comfort of his home, he found himself alone in the wilderness, wondering, God, did you have a path for me? Maybe like some of us, and you are wondering, God, know what is happening in my life? The crisis, things are, that, that are not hard enough. It is like things are going from bad to us. God never had a plan. He was there. And the scripture says he took a stone to use as a pill. And in the night, out of nowhere, he had a dream. That came as dream. We read that story in the book of Genesis chapter 28. During your free time, you can read it. And he had this dream where he saw angels descending and ascending. And then he had God speak to him and told him, Jacob, I will be with you in the journey that you will take. Allow me to read verse 16 or verse 28. Then Jacob awake from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I did not know about it. And that is what happens to our life. You are in this place, you think that you are alone. Some of us are here and we let our parents fight it. And you are wondering, God, when they close to will I find my dad and my mother together? You are informed for it. I wonder if God, everything is falling apart. Do you have a plan for me? And in that crisis, the God spoke to Jacob. I'm the God of your father, Abraham, and your father, Isaac. You are not alone in peace. You are not an accident. Everything is happening. I know it is messy, but I am God who can use the best to turn around your life. I know it looks hopeless. Jacob, and when Jacob awoke, you mean God is in peace, and I am not aware of it. You mean God is here, and I was not even aware of it. Let me tell you, in that chaos, God is in it. Praise the Lord. In that mess that you are going through, God is in it. In whatever is happening in your family, God is in it. In whatever is happening in our nation, God is in it. Why he never sleeping? 
You must be for God. You must walk with God. You must be conscious that God is involved in it. And how do you walk with God? You have the ability to pray. You can pray. You can seek Him. You are able to know His will by reading His word. And He's also able to speak to you through the fellowship that you have got with others. God has thoughts of welfare for you. But let me tell you, you must inform him. Maybe the other thing I need to let you know is that many plans, God, many times God's plans do not necessarily align with what we have in mind. It is not what we have in mind. You know, there is a guy in the Bible called Joseph. I'm sure you have known about Joseph. Yeah, that is a guy who had dreams. And he had dreams of out there. He let them stash, bowing down to him. And even those, uh, the, the weeds, bowing before one, one, no, those things. I don't know, I, I cannot remember who, what, what the Bible calls it. He had a dream of one there. And so he was looking forward to a life of greatness. And I know some of us, we are looking forward to a great life. God will give you the great life you have in mind, but it will not necessarily follow the path that you have in mind. He will do it, but he will do it his way. Instead of justifying himself out there, the first thing he wants to himself with a peace. He found himself in Potiphar's as a slave. He found himself in prison. He did not understand, God, what are you up to? But through all the ups and downs of life, God still had a plan. Praise the Lord. I'm not telling you that it is going to be lost for you after you live here. It's not going to be, no, it's all enjoyable. It is not going to be all fun. Some of us are going to have difficult moments. But understanding that even in the difficult moments, God is in it, that will help you to seek to the plan that God has for you. And it will help you to continually walk with God. As you go out from first, many times you may appear like losers. But let me tell you, Joseph appeared like a loser. But in actual fact, he was winning. Amen? He was winning. He appeared like God did not have any plan or any purpose for him. The brothers thought they were done away with him. But God was still at work. When you leave, and maybe your thoughts do not happen the way you expected. First year, second year, let me tell you, God still have a plan. All I want to encourage you, and especially if you are a brother in the Lord, or a sister, walk humbly with God. Trust God each and every day, and believe that in His own way, his purpose will one day happen. You may never know how. Moses said a great plan of delivering his people. Instead of being the deliverer of his people, he found himself for 40 years with his father-in-law. You know, it's better to be at your home rather than your father-in-law for 40 years. And he had come up to a case of two kaboos. That was his one. Make sure you let a brother have you and your father is in home. And the prepare people and prepare you for 40 years. It was a hopeless case, but God still had a plan. Praise the Lord. God still had a plan. He waited. He knew that the one who promised is faithful and will do it. The burning which experience is still coming. Irrespective of what you're going through, the burning which experience is still coming. And God's purpose and plan for your life will still be final. He is a forever guide who will guide our lives, who will hold us, who will walk with us, no matter whatever obstacles that we face. There is nothing assuring 
in life. Like knowing that no matter what happens in our life, God has a plan. Our secret is to make sure that we walk with God. That we inform Him in our lives and we trust Him and trust His intentions no matter what happens. I like telling people, God is not a farmer uh, who is keeping peace. And the intention is the peace to become fat so that He can slaughter them. No, the God is not in the business of fattening him for the slaughter. Trust His intentions. Even if you don't understand what is happening, continue holding on to the fact that he has come. He is not setting you up to fail you. He is not planning how he is going to destroy you. If you are his child, the promise remains. I still know the plans I have to ask. Trust of God and not of evil. You can trust God's intentions even when you don't understand what they are. God assured Jacob when he was running away that he will be with him wherever he goes. If you read that Genesis chapter 28, that was God's promise. I will be with you wherever you go and I will never leave you until I accomplish whatever I have spoken concerning your life. And that is still what God is saying to you. I will be with you wherever you go. In the Christ, I'm going to be informed by I know you have three or four more years to go. When you are in four more, don't mind. I will be with you wherever you go. There is a brother who led for us that last century. It's Brother Joshua. Who was telling us that uh, be strong and of good courage. I will be with you. And the same thing God is telling me today. I will be with you wherever you go. Yes, and I will never leave you until I have accomplished whatever I have spoken concerning. And that is why we call him Jehovah Shammah. The Lord who is there. Amen. We are not there yet, but he is there. You know, Jehovah Shammah was a name that the God gave Ezekiel when they were in captivity. They were in a Babylon. They were not at war. And God was telling them about a temple that you could build. That time, their temple had already been destroyed. That time, their dream was no longer there. God was telling Ezekiel about this temple, glorious temple. And he was wondering. And God told, told Ezekiel, and the name of that city will be Jehovah Shammah. The Lord is there. The Lord of your dreams that appear the shadow, that appear shadow, that appear distant. The Lord is there. You can hear calling. The Lord is there. He will do it because He has a pride. As I finish, Micah chapter 6 and verse 8. He has shown you, my brother and my sister, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? But to do justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Let me tell you, God has, is not demanding so much from you. He's just telling you, four more, four two, four three, four four. Whoever your life is, allow me to walk humbly with you. Allow me to walk with you. Don't go alone. Don't walk alone. Let me join you. Let me walk with you in this journey of life. And as they say in Liverpool, you will never walk? No. With God, you will never walk. Let us bow down for a while. Hallelujah. Gracious and merciful Father, in the name of Jesus, how are assuring to know that we shall never walk alone? Because you are a God 
who has a plan for our lives. When everything seems to be falling apart, when you cannot understand what is happening, when we feel afraid, when we are anxious, like the phone falls wondering, God, what happens after this? You have reminded us today that you still have a plan and that you are in control. Some of us, when we remember the state we left our families, we come from the function of families that we are like, God, where will we stand? You have reminded us that you have a plan. Some of us, despite doing our level best, we look at our grades and we are wondering, God, I scored badly in the last exam. What will happen of me? And today you are reminding us, you still have a plan. God, I commit these students into your hands. For that years, you have worked with me ever since I got to know you as a mom too. Some of them, they love me father, and just got to know you recently. And they are wondering what you will become of life. Oh, that you would remind them that you never created them to go through life alone, but you created them to walk together with you because you have a plan for them. I pray that you remember that one who is alive to you because of a specific issue involving his life, involving his family, because of fears and anxieties that have engulfed their spirits. That Lord would remind them that you have a plan and a purpose for them. They are not children of faith. They are not an accident, but they are a loyalty, and you have a plan for them. Plan so well they are not of evil to give them a future with a hope. And you will never leave them until you have accomplished the good things that you have in mind for them. Maybe you are here and you are not born again. You don't know God personally. You are walking through life alone. God is inviting and he is telling you, allow me to walk with you. And today, God is asking you to surrender your life to Him. You are not born again and you wish to give your life to Jesus Christ. I want to ask you to boldly as a man, raise up your hand wherever you are, and I will pray together with you. Maybe God is like a Lord, but God is inviting us to walk with Him. This is your opportunity to invite God into your life to journey through the path of life with you. Are you here? You are not born again. You wish to give your life to Christ, lays up your hand for me. I will sit and I will pray together with you. Father, I thank you because of my brothers and my sisters. I pray that you will continue assuring them and even helping them to understand that you are at work in their lives, never to doubt your intentions. When things go wrong and they sometimes feel Lord, help them to know that you are still in control. That they are not holding you, you are the one who is holding them. And you will never let them go. Because you are committed to their success. And these boys will fulfill their destiny. These boys and girls. Father, I pray that there are some families that will be changed. Because we will use these students as change agents in their families. We thank you because our nation and even our captains and our constituents will want to be changed because they will use these children as change agents for our nation. Thank you because they are future is secure because you have a plan. In Jesus' name, we pray this and Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much. I return to you today.
God has a plan for you. Amen. Amen. Today, you may not be seeing where the Lord is taking you, but when you are in His hands, you are safe and secure. And this plan, going to Chinese, is a strong purpose. Things may not seem like they are working out right now, 